The Free to Be Show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. This hybrid online community offers monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions so that you have access to Replenish online. Whether you are seeking something as an individual to relieve your stress or as an organization, a way to resolve team issues and recharge your staff, Replenish Me membership offers it all. Empower yourself today. To find out more about Replenish Me membership, go to bit.ly Replenish Me membership. And now for the free to be show. Hello and welcome to the free to be show. I'm so excited because I get to interview powerful people who have gone through their deepest and darkest emotions to show up powerfully in the world. And tonight's guest is no different. She is an award-winning Detroit-based anthropologist who helps mission-driven people create cultural change through programs, businesses, experiences, and products that feed their pockets, their soul, and the world. She's written multiple books, served clients all over the world, and appeared on NPR, Fox, and in several print media. When not working, she relaxes with her three children or she's planning her next global adventure. Tonight, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Zarina Al-Amin. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to to have you on here. I know that we, um, you're so busy. I can't even like. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking. (laughs) Can't even get on your calendar. (laughs) Yeah, but I have a lot of things, but they're all things I love. So it's a good busy. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. So, you know, let's just jump right in. Tell me, like, what's your story? What was it that you had to free yourself from? You know, first of all, I love this question. I love, 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 love this question. You know, um, I like you mentioned, I am a Detroit-based cultural anthropologist. And when you start studying culture, you start to look at values, the ideas that a specific group of people hold, right? And generally, people hold those beliefs, those values, and those ideas. They hold them without necessarily having gone through the process of evaluating and seeing whether they are true to their spirit or the way that they really want to live their life. What I mean is that like, we grow up in a specific culture and we learn how to be right or how to do good or how to do the things that we're supposed to do. And all of us have gone through that process. And I think that for those of us who are looking to live lives authentically and bold and in a sense of truth to ourselves, that we do have to do some deep internal checking. And then, yes, you have to free yourself, right, from some things because what your grandma or what society said may be the way that they imposed on you as to how you should look at the world may not necessarily be the way that's going to serve your best interest and your best um, growth, you know, as an individual. So for me, 
I've constantly been on this journey of what is it that I need to free myself from? And, you know, when I think back, there were really two big instances in my life where I had to free myself. And one was after college, I went to Howard University, which is the Mecca, the best university ever, right? So I went to Howard University in Washington, DC, and I was majoring in computer science, right? So I told you I'm in anthropology now, but I was in tech and, and the field and the STEM fields back then. So I majored in um, computer science, right? And so there was a point though, <laughs> where it was very clear to me that, you know what, Zarina, like this computer science stuff, you got the jobs, you're making money because you make a lot of money in tech, right? But it was not fulfilling for me at all. And I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. He told me that, you know, you go to school, you get a job with benefits, and then once you do that, like you're gold, like that's what you're supposed to do. And so what happens when you follow the script, but it's not actually giving you the, the, the happiness, the joy, the satisfaction that you had thought you were going to get. So that was kind of where I found myself making money, but not really being satisfied. And so I decided that I was going to like drop it all and I was going to move to Egypt, right? I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I um, started telling people like, yeah, I'm going to go internationally. I'm not going to take my job offers and da 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 like I'm going to change. And everybody was like, you're crazy. Like you don't have any friends over there. You don't have any family over there. Like why would you go to some place where you're going to make a small percentage of what you will be making in your field here? Like it doesn't make sense. So I think the first thing I had to free myself from was the deception of society, which told me that the way I was going to be happy was to get a good job with benefits and, um, and you know, make it in the corporate world and, and that that would satisfy me. So freeing myself from that, that one cent, that one, the definition of success like literally changed my whole life. I know that was a long answer, but that's really how it all came about. No, I was like, I, I was like, I hope she doesn't go straight into the second thing. Cause that was a great, that is so like common, you know, isn't it? We, we grow up, we go to the right university and then we get all the right job offers and we, you know, do the thing and start ticking all the boxes. And that's where misery, misery begins. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you're like, yeah. like, I'm staying ahead of this misery thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was scary though, you know, because people in my family didn't understand what I was doing. People in my community didn't understand what I was doing. And so I had a lot of opposition, you know, like that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. So it can be um, very scary, you know, to free yourself, even when you know that's what you're doing. Like, you know, you're freeing yourself, but it can still be scary. But if you're going to free yourself, definitely right after university is a good time to experiment with that because it does get more difficult and layered as we get older, right? And we have more responsibility. So what's the second story? Were you older and had more responsibility? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The second story is... Um, you know, this is a little sensitive, but I'll, I'll share it anyway, because I believe that it's important to be, for me anyway, part of my life 
that I've learned so far is that it's important for me to be authentic and to share like the hard things that people don't normally want to share. But, um, but I was married to my ex-husband for 14 years. And last year, um, yeah, last year, I think it was last year or the year before, maybe 17 months or something now. But anyway, I made the radical decision to free myself from that marriage <laughs> that was not, um, feeding my soul right and so that was also a very 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 difficult decision because as you mentioned we had more life you know i had three children that i'm responsible for i had three children that are looking up to me to be their role model for a solid relationship you know and yeah. so um making that decision to walk away from quote unquote what everybody would deem as the perfect relationship you know, like when you're in the community like I am and they see you as a power couple yeah. to walk away from something like that um, was very, it, it was difficult in many ways. It was difficult in many ways, but in other ways, um, it was much easier than, than would have been expected. You know, it's, it's a balance. It's a, a weird balance. But, um, but freeing myself from that relationship you know, uh, taught me a lot. <laughs> it taught me a lot about humans and reactions and personalities. And it also taught me a lot, of course, about my own self, right? Mm. Like how, like, what is my sense of resilience? What is really important to me? How do I really want to live my life day to day? What am I willing to stand up for? What am I willing to compromise for? You know, all of those different things, you come face to face when you're in a marriage, of course, but also when you're deciding to dissolve a marriage, especially when, you know, we were 14 years, three children in, community wow. looking at and all of that, you know? So that was really the second um, big, big, big decision, you know, that has changed the full trajectory of my life. You know, we all make small decisions every single day, but these were two like big decisions that, that really changed my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. I can see that. Wow. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that second story because, you know, sometimes with, you know, things like that for women in particular, I don't know why, but there's sometimes we judge ourselves. I would say more so than, I mean, we judge others too, but we judge ourselves surrounding relationship status. You know, it seems so passe, but like in the 21st century, it's just like, do you have like the right marriage and, you know, how many decades have you been married? You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. 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 You know, like I remember when, after I got divorced, um, somebody was like, all right, now Zarina, um, you know, make sure you start keeping up with that exercise, keep up with that exercise. You know, you can't be divorced and fat and this and this. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Literally. <laughs> wow <laughs> they were like like you know if you're fat with a man like you're okay because it seems like oh somebody still desires you but if you're <laughs> i'm telling you cordelia the things that i heard the things i heard i learned so much about humans this is why i say like this divorce i learned so many things about how people perceive others and what people will actually open their mouths to say and so I had to build up my own inner armor. I had to build up my own <laughs> sense of confidence because people will talk out the side of their neck and they will say all kinds of things, you know? 
And so I learned a lot. I'm grateful for it all. You know, thankfully I look good. I'm, you know, all of those things. But I was thinking like, oh my God, what about the people who don't have mm -hmm. like that sense of inner confidence, who haven't gone through as much uh, personal development work and who don't have as many positive people around them? Like one negative comment like that can totally derail someone. You know, like it can totally derail someone. So this is why I think it's so important that that you are doing like these types of things, talking about freeing yourself, talking about like the courage that has to come in when you want to free yourself. Because people think it's going to be easy, but not everybody else wants you to be free. <laughs> Some of them want you in your cage and they like you like that because it's safe for them, you know? So you kind of have to do your own personal stuff, but then you also have to monitor what those fools out there <laughs> say too. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. I mean, and, and also you have to stand in your truth. You make a choice yeah. to free yourself and stand by that. And this is, you know, so I would call this the restructure, right? And refresh at the same time. So you're restructuring your life to honor your values and you know you're going to have to start adapting new habits which will help you to be more discerning with who gets to stay in your inner circle and that's the refresh right some yeah. people get to stay and some people don't get to stay yeah. so um yeah well that's super powerful and i'm sure um when we talk about how you're now helping others to free themselves you know, we can, we'll dive more into what you're up to with that. So thank you. And we'll be right back. Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program, where women learn how to release restructure, refresh, and rebirth, showing up in the world being true to yourself, only choosing words that honor your values, and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me and now for tonight's show all right so we're back and what i didn't tell you about zarina is that oh wait i did tell you that she's <laughs> she's an accomplished writer well the other part of that is she has a publishing company so tell me is this how you're helping people to free themselves yeah, it's one of the major ways, you know, like Maya Angelou, she said, one of the greatest burdens um, that someone can have is carrying an untold story, you know, carrying this idea, carrying this message that you want to get out and just walking around when you know it can actually be helping people. And when I saw that quote, you know, when I read that quote, I was like, oh my God, like that is so true. And it really explains, you know, the, 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 the happiness that my people get once they publish their books like there is a, a static freedom that comes with being able to see something that was in your mind and hold it in your hand and then be able to give it to someone else and they can actually see it 
as well, you know, and hold on to it. So this whole book publishing thing came about when um, I published my first book, right? So I was publishing my book. And then, um, of course, people start to ask questions like, oh, well, how'd you do that? Um, how did you publish your book? Blah, 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 blah. So people started asking questions and I would start helping people. And then, you know, after a while, I realized, you know what? This is like a business. <laughs> like I'm helping her charging for this, you know? And that was really how it grew. So it grew organically for me from requests. I didn't really sit down, sit down and just decide that I'm going to start a publishing company. I'm going to help people get their books out. But when I realized that there is a cultural power surrounding the written word, and when I was able to kind of use some of my anthropological trainings and mix that with some of the business trainings that I was doing, I realized that you can do some major, major, major things with books. And if you do it appropriately, you know, you can build your business, you can build your legacy, and you can build your impact in the world with one asset, like creating that one asset. And so now I've been able to help people get their ideas out of their head, you know, in a way that's going to eliminate writer's block or at least scratch it out when it comes up, right? <laughs> yeah. Even if it comes up, we scratch it out and be able to um, help people bring that dream of being a published author and sharing their message on bigger stages uh, out into the world. So I love it. I absolutely love that I get to play a big part in people's life in that way. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's it's interesting what you said, how this is a business. Like so often, uh, a lot of people will reach out and they'll just say, you know, can I pick your brain? Yeah. Or sometimes they're not so obvious with it. Can I ask you a question? Just uh -huh. a question. Uh -huh. And then like 35 minutes later, it's yes. just like, that was a really, oh, wait, that was like 10 questions actually, yes. wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, um, but as women, generally, we don't think to monetize it. So I think that's very powerful that you were like immediately, this is a lot of my energy. This is a lot of my value. This is a lot of my knowledge. I'm going to monetize this. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, so, so when was that first, like, when did it like click? You, you were like halfway through a call and you were just like, you know, and by the way, <laughs> You know what? Like, you know, I, I live in, uh, I call it where I live in Detroit, like a mini village. You know, I live in Detroit, but I have a lot of aunties and quote unquote aunties and quote unquote uncles, Yeah. you know? And so I was doing these types of um, calls a lot. And I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember one day I was just like, you know what? The next person that asked me, I'm going to, I'm going to charge them. I'm going to make this like a business. And so guess who the first person was, the next person to ask me? An auntie? It was my, it was my father. Oh, <laughs> of course. So my father, he was like, ZB. That's what he calls me. I'm Zarina. I have no B in my name at all, but he calls me ZB. So he was like, um, ZB, um, you know what? I want to I wanna do a book. So he wanted to do a book and he had been writing a newspaper column for like years. Every mm. week he was writing this, this musing, this musings of Imam Abdullah El-Amin, right? That's his name. So he was writing these musings every week. And so he wanted to do a book. And I was like, well, you know what? You don't have to start from scratch. Like we can just compile all of the musings that you've done into one volume and we can use that, you know, as your book. And so that's exactly what we did. 
So I didn't really charge him, you know, like I charge now, of course. Yeah. But um, I mean, how can I charge my dad? Like I can never charge him. But that was my first client. You know, he was my first client. And then from there, I was like, oh, it's on. Like it is on. <laughs> I was like, it's on. This is great. But you know what? Like I think I have I have been reflecting on this sense of having specific skills and then monetizing them, you know, how a freedom business, I call what I have now, like my freedom business, the fact that I can travel, like I'm going to Mexico in a couple of weeks, I can do that and still work. You know, I call like what I have, you know, a freedom business, but I was thinking the other day and I was just so grateful. I was just so, I was really overcome with this sense of like gratitude that God gave me something that I could monetize. You know, like this COVID time hit, this pandemic time hit, you know, my, my, I had to fluctuate. I had to change some things, but my lifestyle didn't really get diminished because I had some skills that I was able to continue um, monetizing that people wanted. So I am really, really thankful. And I think that everyone, you know, you got to look at the things that you have in life, the things that you know, the things that you have experienced and see how you can be creative and put those in a way that you can help someone else because you can create your own freedom business. If you don't have one, you can at least create something that eliminates some income, but also helping to make an impact with the things that are your unique skills. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's really powerful. So you actually, um, like some people will think of their skill set as a burden, but you mm-hmm. think of it as a freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's a really important mindset thing. We we have a choice. Like I call it sweet talk. That is a perfect example of sweet talk. A lot of people are like, "What is sweet talk?" That sweet talk, right? It's like I've got freedom in my skills, and um, instead of oh my god. I can do all these things. What am I going to do? It's like, nah, mm-hmm. this is a blessing and I can share it, you know? Yeah. I've always kind of seen my approach to business. I'm one of those multi-passionate people. You know, I am, right? I'm, I am one, they always say, people that, that chase the shiny object, a shiny object syndrome, that's me. Like, oh, 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 like that is me <laughs> naturally. That's my personality. But I started to realize that I don't have to fight that so much. You know, like I can do my business like art. I can treat my business like it is my art. And I can be passionate about this particular project right now and and work and and get income from that. And if I want to continue and build it up and, and make all the systems, you know, with it, I can. Or if I don't, then I can switch to something else and it's perfectly okay. You know, it's perfectly okay. I think sometimes when you get into business and you start to follow different people and such, you know, like they they want to put you in a particular box and they want to make you stay in that box. Um, But for me, again, like the freedom to be able to do my business, the way that my personality wants to do it is, is something that I am like extremely, extremely, extremely thankful for. Um... I consider it a, a huge blessing, you know, that no matter what skill I have, I can, I know how to monetize that. And, and I, and I hear that you really have a sense of knowing and, um, and you have a willingness to harmonize, you know, 
instead of, uh, you know, like you said, the shiny um, object syndrome, mm -hmm. like so, so many people allow that to overwhelm them, but you're just like, it's another one. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. You know what? But it did overwhelm me for a while. It, it did because I had to learn to like to not try to do 15 things at once. Yeah. Like, you know, my shiny object syndrome, I'll be hopping all over. Like just, I had to learn like Z, you know what? It's okay to love, to want to do different things, but I have a limited amount of energy. And so now my shiny object syndrome is more uh, controlled, you know, like, like this year, I am focused solely on helping the hundred authors that I've been called to help get their books out. Like that's what I'm doing, you know? And so I'm not doing all of the other projects at the same exact time. I give now like each project a little bit more space and a little bit more of my energy so that it can grow to the way it needs to, to grow. Um, and, and so that it hits my levels. Like I have extremely 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 high levels of of like where my things need to hit and from other people like they're looking at it like oh my god that's great that's great but i'm like i know that it was supposed to be here right like it's right. now here like like this is is cool for what you see but i know that it was supposed to be here and i realized that if i didn't stop doing so many things at once I was gonna constantly bring my things down where everybody else was all like, hey, that's great. But internally, I had these own feelings of, of I, I didn't hit the mark. And I didn't like that feeling of not hitting my own mark. Like I said this, and even though everybody else was like, this is great, I had this own internal feeling of, of like not really getting exactly where I wanted to get. And, um, and so I realized that the only way I can actually get my level where I wanted to hit is if I concentrate my energy and don't spread myself as thin. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing again, like the self knowledge, self understanding and being able to set those boundaries within yourself um, so that, you know, you first and foremost are honoring that and then you encourage those you know around you to honor it as well and um it i guess at the same time right yes you're you're not shaming yourself or anything you're celebrating yeah i did it but you know z we could do that so much better so <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah. myself you know like one way that i've been dealing with it cuz i'm hearing a lot of me and you <laughs> mm -hmm. um but I kind of like when my new exciting thoughts come, I'm like, that's great. Okay. So where is that? I'm going to do this next year at box. Yes. Yeah, so I put this over there yeah. and, and you know, if there's always that measuring stick, it's like, okay, where does this fall? Does this line up with any of the projects I'm doing right now? If it's a no, it's like, yeah, well, you know, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because you have to, you know, you have to compartmentalize and put things in their place, you know, like now we're entering, um, we're, we're about to be in the, the last 90 days, you know, of the year, we're in, we're in the middle of this last 90 days, you know, of the year. And, um, you know, I had 15 things that I wanted to accomplish <laughs> by the end of the year, you got to do this, you got to do this. 
And so when I, what I did was that I printed out my calendar, right? And so I actually started to slot the things in there mm. so I can really see exactly how much time I have for this. And this helps me to narrow it in and take some of those things off my list. Like, you know what? Like, what is the major things that you need to accomplish within this last 90 days? Like, what is that? And if you do that at the end of the year, will you be satisfied? Will you be great? Then yes. Okay, then knock everything else off. You don't need to do any of that other stuff, stressing yourself out, adding anxiety. Nope. Like knock it all off and just do this one thing that you, um, that will move the needle the most, you know? And so these soul audits, this is what I call them. I call it like a soul audit, you know, and I'm, I'm having a soul audit retreat. Actually, I'm taking some women. We're going to go to Mexico and we're having a soul wait, wait. audit retreat. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, you didn't tell me that. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Mexico and we're doing like a five day intensive soul audit retreat. Um, it's going to be soul audit, but also culture. You know, I'm an anthropologist, so I can't mm -hmm. go to any country without <laughs> exploring the land. So uh, we found some safe ways to do that uh, with COVID and such. So I, I'm a big proponent of of doing consistent soul audits, like really tapping into how do I feel? What am I doing? Where am I putting my time? Where am I putting my energy? And then being able to realign that the same way you do, right? Like you realign that mm -hmm. with where you want to go, refresh, rejuvenate, renew, all of those things. But you can't just do it once. Right. You have to do it on a consistent basis. So, yeah. yeah. And I'll just say, you know, like with my book clients, because some people, they hear everything else that I do and they say, well, how, like, like, how does this really relate? And I was like, all of this stuff, like when people are writing their books, <laughs> it is a personal development tool. It is. You know, like you, you think, oh, I'm just going to write it out. Like, no, like there are going to be things that are going to come up for you. Life is going to try to get in the way. Like I have to be able to teach them how to organize their, their schedule, how to put um, parameters up like so that people don't come in and boundaries you know boundaries so people don't come in and overtake what their goals are with their books and things that they want to do so it's not even just about the content like a lot of my job is about like helping people build themselves up and also be able to really um, do the things they say they want to do right do the things that they say they want to do and that that can take some readjustments yeah, I like the way you put that because like, <laughs> you know, two things come to mind. A lot of, I believe, uh, book coaches fall short because they don't, they don't have the capacity to offer the personal development piece of it. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, you know, writing my, was this my fourth solo book mm -hmm. that is coming out this year. This year has presented like all the things that I needed to know about how much replenish me can actually help me <laughs> to finish my book <laughs> you were putting it in practice huh you oh, were really <laughs> girl and leveling it up too right it was like wait a minute this is what i do i help people with this how is it that i'm crumbling you know yeah so <laughs> Like they say, you know, people say they pray for patience. God, give me patience. Wrong prayer. <laughs> You're going to get those you <laughs> have to cultivate that patience. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that that's really great. So, 
you help people to free themselves by getting their stories out into the world and really um, documenting that legacy. And, you know, just, I guess that, you know, by extension, that's making themselves and the world a better place. And so is it, I'm just curious now, I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Is it the authors that you're taking on this? So all the retreat or is that like a whole different group of people? No, it's just women who, who know they need to enliven their soul. Mm. That's it. You know, all of my trips are always for women. You know, we've gone to Morocco, we've gone to uh, Senegal, we've gone to Indonesia. Um, and I feel I am called specifically, you know, to work with women. All the men are always like, I heard about your trip, Zarina, like, um, how come we can't go? I said, you have your spaces, but this one is ours, you know, this is ours. So yeah, it's for it's for any women who who feel called to the world and also feel called to their own soul. You know, um, when we're doing the types of things that we're doing, it's even my books. You know, are really centered around connecting to yourself and connecting mm-hmm. to the world, right? You connect to yourself in order to get your messages, and ideas, your skills, your knowledge down and out, and then you share that out to the world. And so you're connecting to the world in that way. And when you do that effectively, you're able to help contribute to what I call like the positive evolution of our society. Mm -hmm. Everything is constantly changing. The world is constantly changing, constantly in flux. But change and movement can just be like side to side and just coming back to the, you know, the status, it can just be side to side. But if we want to have a positive evolution, then we have to be intentional and we have to kind of really see what it is that we want to achieve. And so for me, like helping people connect to themselves and then also connect to the world, we can bring more of those intentional bodies outwards. And so they're doing the things that they have been inspired to do, which then helps our society move in the ways that we want it to move. So, um, so yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to be five days riding in Mexico though. (laughs) (laughs) Just curious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. And um, we'll come back and talk about how people can connect with you. So today is all about globalizing your mind for women who really are into transformative travel, self-discovery, adventure and service. So really, this is a time for women to step away from everything that they do on a day-to-day basis, the rote routine of life, and be able to come into a space that is designed specifically for their growth, for their personal development, for their enhancement. Zarina has a beautiful soul. She does things for so many people. She motivates me to do better for myself. And I'm happy to be, honored to be a part of such an amazing event. Was that like your biggest vision? Is there anything you could add? And anything that you, any way you can make it even more expansive as far as your vision, what you're calling God to give you, what you want to see, what your door is opening up to. Serena Al-Amin, nice to see you and you look beautiful. Thank you very much. Bring all kinds of fashion for the head, the Head Wrap Expo. This is the global art of head wrapping to build love. That's really what we're all about. We have the founder of the Head Wrap Expo. 
Expo and a head wrapologist and of course our lovely models here. So many global phenomena uh -huh. and head wrapping is one of them. So head wrapping is something that you literally can find any place you go. In general, Zarina is amazing and cannot get, I cannot give the woman enough kudos. But you also have to be able to observe like yourself and your relationship to what you are seeing. So we're gonna start actually with ourselves and go deep within ourselves and be able to look at how you got to be Lydia, how you got to be Leslie, how you got to be Bedria, how you got to be Aloe. I think Zarina is a very powerful force that um, she's one of those angels that God puts in our place uh, for us that will make a way out of no way. Uh, and I've had a chance to meet a couple of those in my lifetime. May, they made my dreams come through. I just, you know, learned about Zarina's work, and so I was very excited to come this time. It was a new experience for me, and um, I really, I really enjoyed it. I wanted to think about our cultural boxes, if you will, the things that have contained and led into how we have come to be who we are. I thank God for Zarina, for her having had the foresight to bring something like this to our community. Zarina really pulls in our, um, you know, kind of opens us up to be a little bit more vulnerable, allowing us to see our own path in this process. So I think I've had the pleasure of having that experience, you know, kind of letting someone work on me and then also doing the work uh, myself. back we were having a good laugh I'm sure you guys heard the birds uh, I was like the birds were are celebrating what you're up to in the world <laughs> love it these things all around us you know like when you look and you start to see different things you start to see like God is constantly giving us signs all around this is real quick I just want to mention it though because my daughter my daughter is seven she's seven years old and she um she decided that she was going to do like this spiritual fast the other day. So she wasn't eating, right? She decided on her own. I picked her up from school and she was like, I'm fasting today. And I was like, what? Like I sent you lunch. Like, you know, she was like, no, I'm fasting today. So she fasted till sunset, right? And so um, right before sunset, there had, been, it, there had been some rain. And so when we looked out, we were driving, we looked out the window and there were two rainbows. <gasps> Two, a double rainbow. Mm. And I was like, Isra, look, God told you that he, he accepted your fast. Like he uh, rewarded you for sure your that. fast, right? And so like we were just using the signs of whatever's mm. happening in nature just to kind of, you know, up our spirits and make us feel good and connect. And I think as business women, yeah. you know, we constantly have to kind of look back at nature, see what nature is doing, see how we can tap into it for whatever it is that we're looking to do in our businesses and our in our lives. I know everybody has different spiritual traditions and such, but connecting to nature is a human thing. <laughs> I think everyone would agree that uh, rainbows are a sign, <laughs> definitely yeah. some kind of spiritual sign. So, yeah, yeah. wow, that that's gorgeous. And um, whenever we do our soul cleansing, yes, we do get signs of acceptance for sure. So how can people find you and connect with you? 
Yeah. You know, for those of you who have on your list, uh, write my book. <laughs> I'm going to invite you. You know what? I put together actually a free checklist that I give to my clients. So your people can have that too, but they Thank can you. go to uh, bookpowerpublishing.com slash checklist. So it's book power, like P-O-W-E-R, bookpowerpublishing.com slash checklist. And that will give you a starter guide, you know, to how to, um, how to conceive of your, of a book project. What do you actually do? Like, how do we actually make it happen? You know, that will give you all of the steps broken down. And um, they can find me on Book Power Publishing and my name on most most platforms. I'm not really active on Instagram. I know I'm kind of old, you know, but, <laughs> but I, I stick with the old people with the Facebook, but um, uh, I would be happy to connect with anyone who finds some value or if you have an idea you want to bounce off of me or you heard something that, you, that resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Absolutely. So, and not to put you on the spot, but any closing words of wisdom? I think, you know, for 2021, um, life can change in an instant. And everything that we thought was normal or we thought that this is how it is, this is just the way it is, that actually is not static. Like, it, it can flip, you know? And so I think that for us to just be adaptable and be ready to change at any moment, and to recognize that you have the power to change. You know, you can actually initiate that change. You don't have to wait for a pandemic or anything else to kind of, you know, make your life a little bit slower. If you see some things need to happen and change in your life, then you have the power, you know, to do that. So I think um, that's one of my big takeaways from, from this particular year is be intentional, do my soul work, and then design my life the way I want it to be. Powerful, super powerful. I'm going to make a meme with your beautiful face and that's it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zarina, for sharing your spirit and your soul with us and your knowledge. Um, those of you who listen and benefited, connect with her. Um, look, I'll have the, the website in the show notes, but it's bookpowerpublishing.com. Get your freebie at the backslash checklist. And, um, and of course, since you've benefited from this beautiful conversation, sharing is loving. Share this with another heart and another soul. And thank you so much and good night.